Welcome to Talk of the Town. We're your hosts. I'm Nick Barilla. And I'm Zach Redpath. Get ready to listen to our unfiltered thoughts about Pittsburgh sports and anything else interesting happening in the Steel City. Whether you're a diehard Yenzer or just passing through, grab your pierogies and permandies and embrace the Pittsburgh way. This is Talk of the Town. The snowstorm subsided, and the Steelers played their game in Buffalo, and they lost 31-17 to to the Buffalo Bills in the wild card round of the playoffs. We have Zach back this week. The Steelers are dead, but I'm not. Zach, how is fatherhood? It's great. Um, everybody asks me, and I never know what to say. I'm not – because, like, it still doesn't feel real. And I, and I said that all throughout the pregnancy. It doesn't feel real, but it still doesn't. Now I just am at home, and I have somebody that I have to take care of and change a diaper and feed a bottle. Uh, but You didn't have to do that with your wife before? <laughs> no. Oh, but, man. like, even the bad times are good. Like, when she's up at night screaming, like, yeah, I'm annoyed, but, like, it's like, just, like, yeah, cool have to have, daughter. like, a human yeah. now. You know, yeah, like, that's awesome. Well, she's sweet. We just had dinner, so... She's upstairs right now. She which is. She's awesome. And you just got food on her face from dinner. Okay, she I got was a sound li- asleep. I got a little sugar on her forehead. That's okay. That she's she's your uh sugar pie. I mean, it's clean now. She's adorable. So I'm glad the baby's born because we missed you. And we need you back. And I'm glad that you're back. Thank Even you. though we had some nice guest friends on the podcast. Yeah, shout out to uh Andrew Noah. No, Ryan, Ryan yeah. yeah, shout out to everybody that pretty much everybody I know. So we're we're still waiting for Teeps to come on to talk about Pitt, but I think he's a little too upset about how the basketball team's been doing this year. I mean, we beat Duke. They did. Blake Histon with like standing on the finally, thing. yeah, first time in forty five years in in uh, at Duke. The Cameron. Crazy, he's yeah. just giving him like the finger, and he's just <laughs> basking it in. He did a like lap around the stadium too. But isn't that like typical pit fashion? Like you yeah, get you gloat, but like you you're not your, making the tournament anyway. You get your yep. kicked by yep. by Syracuse, yep, and then you go in and beat number eight Duke. Like it's just typical yep. pit. All right, but this episode, I'm I'm happy for Pitt. We'll get in. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about with Pitt and the Penguins after this episode. But I would like to do a Steelers season recap for 2023. We started this in the middle of the season, this podcast. It's been – it was down and then up. We ended up making the playoffs. Uh, but we have some some points to hit on. So, Zach. And this episode is totally off the cuff. I'm, I'm just too busy with a baby at home no. going back you. to work. So, I'm probably going to get some factual errors in and stumble over my words. No but. one's perfect, man. I know it all, though. So, we're You good. are. Nick. All right, you're, so, you're well, like, the whole season. I mean, you watched most of the season. Thank you. Uh, let, let's talk about the players who underperformed in 2023 on the Steelers. Presley Harvin. Okay, there's one. I mean, Presley, not Percy Harvin, is just awful. I mean... The, the punter for the Bills tore his hamstring in the game we played against him and had a better punt that game and the game against the Chiefs than Presley Harvin. I can barely climb into my bed, and I could kick a ball for him. see that. I, I, agree I mean, that. it's just. And it just seems like every punter on every other team, and I don't know if it's Harvin's so bad, but they just seem like an all-pro punter. 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I just don't get it. It's, it's NFL, though. I feel like that stuff doesn't happen. Really, he's on a rookie deal. You're not paying him that much, and hopefully you don't want to punt that much. But with our offense, you need a good punter. I think he's on the team because he can hold well, and <laughs> Boswell likes a consistent holder. Yeah, I mean, Boswell's been solid, so. I think Trubisky was holding, though, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But I, I did see that Harvin, uh, his dead cap space is only like 20K. And by cutting him, you save a million bucks. So just go spend that million on a different punter. Have him hold for Boswell in the offseason. I would love Have him that. hold for Boswell during training camp. Yep. Have him hold for Boswell during mini camp. Have him hold for Boswell while he's taking a poop. <laughs> I, I mean, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But sign somebody else. All right. So he's he's bad. I I'm just gonna say, it, uh, all right. We'll 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 get to the the more popular ones in the end. Calvin Austin the third for me. All these third guys, um, Presley Harvin the third, Calvin Austin. I thought you know he was injured his rookie year. You hear about his speed. He had a really good uh, training camp. He had a really good preseason. I was a little let down. He wasn't more utilized in the passing game. He 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 kind of you know. Showcased on special teams after we cut Gunnar Olszewski. But I thought he would have more of a role. Maybe I wasn't disappointed with how – not that he was bad, but I just feel like we didn't use him enough, and I would have liked to see more out of him this year. I think he is what he is. I mean, he's a special teams gadget guy. Um, I think when we drafted him, a couple people thought he was going to be like the next Antoine Randall But the truth is he's a fourth – string wide receiver mm. that you can throw in and do some end arounds and things like that. But yet when Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator, you don't have him do the end arounds. Yeah. I think they did one without him, but uh so he's one and then I would say I mean maybe not the last couple weeks of the season, but the whole offensive line as a unit was kind of a letdown because we got all these guys in free agency. We got you know, we drafted Broderick Jones who ended up being a right tackle at the end of the season. You know, Dan Moore, I, I don't know if we should keep him. Uh, Sayamalu, I think, is good. Mason Cole, they think is good, but I don't. I no. think we need to draft a center uh, or or get somebody better in free agency. I know you've had your issues with the offensive line most of the year. I mean, I think Daniels did well. Jones yeah, did well. Yeah, guys that you don't hear about that much. Like, Daniels was a solid addition. Sayamalu did well. Um, He's our best lineman. But you need a new center. Uh, and a lot of mocks, I've seen them taking the center out of Georgia. I that, love that. that dude with two last names. I don't really know his name. Uh, okay. Um, but I think Steven he, Stevens. <laughs> Jonathan Jonathan. Philip Phillips. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, but I think that you need to take a center. I don't care who it is. It, it just has to be somebody better. Yeah, you have to focus on the offense. Because I think Cole Holcomb's coming back next year, even though he got hurt. And he's scheduled to come back before the start of the season, if not very close to it. Um and he'll be their middle linebacker. You know, Landon Roberts played through injury a lot. That, that's another position I can see them going in the draft, but center is where I would address. Center has just been kind of a black hole the last two years with Mason Cole and Kendrick Green. But oh, thinking, there's a name I forgot about. But thinking back, I mean, Pouncey held the fourth down for so long. I mean, he was good. Before Pouncey, you had Justin Hart- Hartwig. He was good. Didn't he win a Super Bowl with us? Yeah. Jeff Hardings. He, he I mean, he was he's probably the best you can. I think he switched from guard to center if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And before him, Dermani Dawson, 
I uh, mean, yeah, that him and you know uh, Webster, you're going back. Yeah, like. And then even think the guys that like came in on like a pinch, you know, like I think center has always been a fairly strong position for the Steelers, uh, but these last two years, man, just something's up and. Um, the offensive line coach, I think, has to go. I mean, we've we've cycled through two offensive line coaches now in the past two years. I, I think stability needs to happen there. But also, you're coming off getting rid of guys like Villanueva. But DeCastro had a surprise retirement. Pouncey retired. Uh, you know, you lost um, Dotson in free agency, who played above expectations for the Rams. But I wasn't necessarily mad when we got rid of him. Javon Hargrave, he's playing in the NFC Championship game this weekend again, and he he played last year in the Super Bowl with the Eagles. That's a guy we shouldn't have got rid of. Thinking back to to you know guys we traded in the past. Is it Hargrave the the nose tackle? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying former Steelers that we yeah. got rid of. Like when you think about like at the time, like when you get rid of them. But yeah, he's on the defensive side. Uh, yeah. But moving on from the offensive line, I hate to say it, but Patrick Peterson. I had higher expectations. He moved to safety uh, towards the end of the season uh, due to injury and KZ's suspension and everything. But I think if we keep him next year, that's where he stays. Uh, he was on the ball a lot. He got beat a couple times. He had, what, three interceptions maybe. But to me, like the big signing, I don't know how much he had left in the tank, but he about met my expectations. I don't have the stats in front of me, but no. I feel like the first couple games he was just cooked. And then he got better. Um, but but talking think, smack while he was cooked. Like. Right. But I think with the name recognition, people expected him to come in here and be the Minka Fitzpatrick of the cornerback room. You know, make ball hawking interceptions and then also be Ike Taylor and, and just lay guys out. Um, I think the expectations for him, just based off of his name, were a little bit too much. But I don't think he played terrible. But he definitely no. didn't live up yeah. to the hype. Yeah. Well, I guess you could add Minka to this list. However, he was injured, and he played through injury. Like, he didn't have as many interceptions, but he still – I don't think he had any. He's still, uh, I mean, one of the higher-played players on our defense. Minka Fitzpatrick is like what Alexander Ovechkin is right now for the Capitals. He's not playing very well. But he's so good that yeah. you just can't, like, forget about him. You mean, like, Carlson for the Penguins? Yeah. Like, you yeah. just can't forget about the guy. And I think people aren't throwing to, you know, to whoever he's covering because he's he, because he's there. You still so, want him, though. Like, he's still, you know, the mainstay on your defense. Right. He didn't have any splash plays this year, but I think he was a deterrent. Okay, I'm going to get to two more, and these are big ones. Just for me, at least. If you have any more, you can say that. But I'm going to start with Pickens, George Pickens. You know, his rookie year, I was okay with him having these Odell Beckham Jr.-type catches, one-handed. You know, we were first year without Ben, kind of like he's a rookie. Down the stretch, I feel like he let us down in key moments, especially in the playoffs uh I think he had a fumble against the Bills um his route running could be better he makes the spectacular catches he did have a couple breakout games when Mason Rudolph came in as quarterback and you really saw them unleash his potential and maybe that's the thing moving forward however like the majority of the season I feel like 
he wasn't what I wanted him to be. His attitude sucked, and that's what really made it bad. Yeah, but, I mean, the eye test, too. I mean, the attitude doesn't help. But I mean, nobody's going to be Larry Fitzgerald and only have, like, five um, drops in the, their entire career. No, but run a good route and, and make a couple catches and keep your mouth right. shut, I guess. Like, but, but, like, you say throw the ball and I'll catch it. Well, yeah, we threw the ball it. and you dropped it and there was an interception. Yes. You got the ball and then you fumbled it and you turned it over. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't expect him to be perfect, mm. but if you're going to talk how you do and act how you how you do, then you better be the best. And, and I don't want him to be the next Chase Claypool. Right. And I think that's why AB got away, got, away, got away with I think that's why AB got away with it for so long is because he was good enough to make mistakes and talk trash. Pickens isn't there yet. Hall of Fame worthy good enough. Uh, yeah, Pickens is not. And, I mean, we still have him for a couple of years. These people that talk about wanting to trade him, like, that's not happening. No, I mean, he's not Claypool. I think you keep Pickens, wait until there's an established, good, decent quarterback, and then see what happens. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, the last person on my list is one Kenny Pickett. Kenneth James? Is his middle name? I don't know. I think it is. Pickett. Uh, Kenny Pickett got injured, hurt his ankle. Then we went on a losing streak. And then he was healthy, and he could have come back. And we turned to Mason Rudolph uh, and, and stayed with him through the playoffs. I feel like the quarterback position is more in question now than it was even two years ago, the beginning of the season this year. I want Kenny Pickett to do well. I really do. Mason Rudolph looked like an NFL quarterback. And I'm not saying Mason Rudolph's the next Peyton Manning. I'm not even saying he's the next, like, Baker Mayfield. He just looked leaps and bounds. He looked leaps and bounds above Kenny Pickett. Um, Do you bring a coordinator in here? And, you know, still work with Kenny Pickett for two years. I feel like that Tomlin said that he believes the quarterback one is on the roster for next year. However, next year, Mason Rudolph's a free agent. So, the only quarterback on the roster is Kenny Pickett. I don't think Pickett is done. I don't think you give up on Pickett. But I surely don't think you go into training camp and – Name him your starter. Well, I think, he said he's going to compete. He's going to have to compete. Right. There has to be a competition at quarterback. I don't care if you bring in Kirk Cousins. I don't care if you bring in Jameis Winston. I don't care if you bring in Trace, McS- Trace McSwirly. <laughs> I don't care if you draft somebody that went to, like, you know, CCAC. You have to bring somebody in that will compete. And if Kenny wins the job, he wins the job. If he doesn't win the job, I think you have to give it to somebody else. You know, you can't stick with him just because he was your first-round draft pick. Uh, The stats aren't there. The eye test really isn't there. He seems afraid to run. He seems afraid to really do anything. I want him to be better, uh, but I don't think you just put all your eggs in that basket. I'm not giving up on him just based on his college experience. It took him three years to really come into his own and develop in the system uh he has everything he needs besides the offensive line i think had he been in those games later in the season we would have seen more from him and i'm not saying mason rudolph lost us that playoff game but it could have been different maybe with kenny the way that he managed games all season but really the turnovers in that playoff game 
were what did us, and you can't make mistakes like that in the playoffs. I don't think that loss is on Rudolph no. at all. Nope. But yeah, so those are my letdown players, and unfortunately, they outweigh the players who I felt exceeded expectations. And I'm going to start with JPJ. JPJ, Joey Porter Jr. I thought was going to come in here, you know, be benched for a little while, come in, maybe make a couple plays. You hear his name a lot for, but. Towards the end of the season, you did not hear his name at all. He shut down some great receivers. Um, My only complaint, and it's the complaint that everybody had when he was drafted, he's too handsy. He was he, he was the most penalized corner in the league. Uh, maybe, they only call it every so often, like once right. a game, though, and he's holding on every player, P.I., you know, whatever. But somebody on Twitter, I don't remember who, said that it's because of the gloves that he wears. Oh, they're the same color yeah, as the other so team. Yeah, so he's wearing, like, bright yellow gloves against a team that wears red. Well, you're going to oh, see yeah, it more. Yeah, yeah. So, I've been hearing that a lot more about yeah. the gloves. Like, if you wear the same color as the other team, they, they can't see it. Right. But, if I mean, if you're going to commit some penalties but shut the guy down, shut down a star receiver and have him have, like, you know, four catches for, for, for like, ten yards, all right. I just think we have a number one cornerback for the future, and I'm excited about that. And don't forget, Corey Trice is coming back uh, from a torn ACL, who we got in the seventh round, who was a fourth-round projected third- or fourth-round guy. Um, They could be solidifying us in that position, something we've been lacking for years, probably since Joe Hayden and before that, Ike Taylor. I also saw us mocked to draft um, the white dude. Oh, yeah, the one white defensive back since, yeah. like, Jason Seahorn. Yeah, like, I don't know his name, but yeah. the white dude. I mean, yeah. so if he's as good as they say he is and you draft him, you you have PC's kid, you have Trice, I, I think you're If we can upset. get him in the second or third round, I'd be fine with that. Um, I actually think he's a first-round projection. Yeah, I wouldn't take a corner in the first round. I just think this is such an offensive league as we're seeing with the Ravens and the Chiefs' dominance and even the Niners and the – uh, Lions, you have to have offense. We have the highest paid defense, but at a certain point, you can't compete. Josh Allen took hold of that game, uh, you know, against the Steelers. And he, even in the Chiefs game, you know, he was pretty dominant. Uh, he didn't have the receiving help, I thought, that he needed. They lost that game when they gave the ball to DeMar Hamlin. Come on. Like, what, what are you doing? On You know, I know there was 10 men on the field against the Chiefs, but DeMar Hamlin – I mean, he's a special teams guy, but, like, why is he running it? You should pass it, if anything. Like, that was just weird. Comeback player of the year. Well, he has to be now. He, I've seen more of him in the last two weeks than I've seen of him. Like, somebody said Joe Flacco, but literally DeMar Hamlin died. So, you can't beat that. Um, congrats to DeMar Hamlin. All right, so another person that overperformed and exceeded expectations. I heard about this player right after the draft last year that we signed – to, I think it was the most money we signed to a free agent draft pick uh, or someone who wasn't drafted um, as a rookie free agent, and that's Jalen Warren. He killed it this year, made a lot of people think that we spent too high of a pick on Najee Harris until the latter part of the season where I think Najee gets that fifth-year option. And I think them together is a workhorse backfield that we need and that could really help us moving forward. What do you think about Jalen Warren? Yeah, I mean, I I had some concerns at the end of the year. I think he got exposed a little bit. He was fumbling more. He wasn't getting as many yards after contact. He's a rookie, right. too. So um, you're going to make mistakes. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's 
bad, but he definitely outperformed expectations, and I would be comfortable with him going in as your 1B next year. Yep. Um, I'm not ready to, like, turn the keys o- over to him. I'm not ready to, like, anoint him as, you know, fast Willie. Uh, but he I'm reminds definitely, me of him, though. But I'm definitely comfortable with him being your secondary ball carrier yep. or your main guy if Harris goes down. He'll hit you up in the middle with block for you. Right. You know, it's not Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, but it's pretty close to what they had there in uh, the Vikings for a while. I mean, he's not afraid to get into play. I mean, he's he's been fined. He's been penalized for unnecessary roughness because the NFL's – I think oh, he gets fined every game, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's. I'm blocking for guys. And he's making the rookie he, minimum. <laughs> he doesn't give up on a play. I mean, I, I'm. I'm happy with him. Dude's working at like sheets in the off season. <laughs> how much he's getting fine? Like, uh, yeah, I am too. Now the third player. Now the, I can only think of three players. If you could think of somebody else, go for it. But this is where we're at. The person who most exceeded expectations, even though they said they had a quarterback battle in camp, and he did. They said that he was the best quarterback in camp. I don't know if they actually had a battle. Mason Rudolph came in and basically saved our season. He did. We made the playoffs. You know, we we got some help when when uh, the Dolphins lost, uh, but or I'm sorry, the Titans beat the Jaguars. But you know, Mason Rudolph, he's always been this like cult guy who underground Steeler fans have liked. You know, they've said we'll put Mason in, like see what he can do. And Mason played the best since Ben Roethlisberger was here. So, Mason, I don't – if you're Mason Rudolph and you get a deal, you know, say the, the Bears want you or, like, the Cardinals or somebody that's looking to move on from their current situation and they need a bridge quarterback that's better than, like, a Josh Dobbs or something, which is funny because they were backups together. But, you know, if, if you get offered, like, two years, $30 million, go take that. Don't stay with the Steelers because they're going to roll with Kenny Pickett and they're just going to live and die by him. I'm I'm convinced of that. Like someone said he should sign a trust deal like if you if I sign this deal like 2 years 15 million or you have to promise me I'm going to start like no. Dude signed for a million dollars this offseason. Like go get your money somewhere else. You got disrespected here. Um I think it depends on his contract. I mean, you paid Trubisky, $10 million to be a backup. They did, but he was a second overall pick. Right, but if you're going to pay Mason to be, to, to be a backup for that money, if I'm, if, if I'm him, I'm, I'm taking it. You don't have to move. You, you I mean, you know the, the coaches. You know, I mean, there'll be a new offensive coordinator, but you know the coaches. You know the players. You know the city. If, if you get the same deal that Trubisky did to be a backup and you're Mason Rudolph, I think you take it. Who do you want to be the quarterback for the Steelers week one? I honestly don't care as long as there's a, as long as there's a competition. Do you think they're on the team right now? Yeah. I I, I if 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 Mason comes back, I don't think. Uh, put it this way, I, I don't think the Steelers are signing Kirk Cousins. I don't think we're signing Jameis Winston. I don't think uh, we're. I don't, tra- I don't think we're trading up to draft. You know. Jalen Daniels. Nor should we. Nor should we. Um, I I want. I think Kirk Cousins would be the perfect quarterback for the Steelers right now. I would take Justin Fields in a heartbeat. I don't think we have the quarterback that's going to lead us to the promised land on the roster right now. No, but I think if you sign Kirk Cousins, you sign Kirk Cousins to come in and be the starter. 
Oh, yeah, easily. I, I mean, you don't sign Kirk Cousins to, to be a backup. But that's ja- what we need. Jameis Winston, maybe you sign him to him to be a backup. But, yeah. I mean, I think if you sign somebody high profile, you're saying that he's your starter. And I don't think Tomlin's ready to do that to Pickett. Um, I think that's what Pickett needs. I think he needs to sit another year. You saw what it did with Jordan Love. I think t- Cousins comes in here for a year, like $17 million, whatever it is now, $20 million, you know, even a year. Bring him in here, see what we can do, go to the Super Bowl. Then you have Pickett, who's learned under this, you know, veteran quarterback for at least another year or two if you get his fifth-year option. It also depends on who your offensive coordinator is. I mean, if you can yeah. bring somebody in that's gonna actually going to be established – and help pick it, then maybe pick it is your starter, and you don't go out and sign somebody big. If you're going to bring in somebody that, you know, like, I don't know who the the Vikings offensive coordinator is, the Vikings quarterback coach is. Well, who did we just, who did we talk to today? Uh, apparently, we interviewed the Rams yeah, we requested, passing game coordinator. Yeah, we requested to interview Zach Robinson, who's okay, yeah. the um, Rams quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. Um, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but I mean, Matt Stafford is pretty good. Jared Puka Nakua. Jared Goff is pretty good. Yeah, Puka Nakua is pretty good. Yeah. Cooper Cup is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they won a Super Bowl two years ago. Right. So, and it's the Sean McVay offense. But that's what we need. We need one of these like young up and comer guys who has NFL experience. Like he's probably ready to be an offensive coordinator. So you know, I, we all get our start at the water cooler, and then I, you like. You work your way up. I actually saw that he trained because he was in in the league as well. Oh, okay. uh, I saw that he trains, trained or trains with Mason Rudolph in the off season. I like that. So Already. if you bring him in, I think maybe you bring Mason back and actually have a competition. Good, do it. I just think I, the one thing that separate the Bills from us in the playoffs. I think we had a better team than the Bills, but the quarterback we didn't have. And and you're seeing this weekend with Brock Purdy, and I'm going to say Jared Goff because he had the same numbers. It's eerily similar to Matt Stafford after that trade. Uh, you know, Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson, obviously, but even Josh Allen, like Joe Burrow would probably be in if he wasn't hurt this year. You need the quarterback, and that's all it comes down to. So... I I just don't think we're playing 2005 football anymore. Like, when you're going to go to the Super Bowl with Matt Hasselbeck in a run game, you know, like, I just you, – you need a quarterback in this day and age. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Another interesting tidbit is that they were both Oklahoma State quarterbacks, and Rudolph broke a lot of Robinson's college records there. That's interesting. That's really interesting. He killed it at Oklahoma State. Um, well, one thing Tomlin did say, he wants to hire outside coach, you know, outside of the organization for offensive coordinator. So requesting an interview with the Rams guy, Zach Robinson, you know, who has NFL experience is going to be good for us. Um, so here it is. And I'm seeing right now if it's like a troll job or if it's something real, um, no, no, it's it's real. Well, Aronis Chapman was real, so anything else can happen. The Oklahomian, which I guess is a new okay. a newspaper, 
Um, Zach Robinson becomes big brother to Mason Rudolph during NFL preparations. Oh, wow. Uh, he lived, trained with Rudolph while Rudolph was preparing for the draft. Mr. Miyagi. Okay, that's interesting. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> if you can untap Mason Rudolph's potential and give Kenny Pickett a year on the bench, I mean, that guy had potential too, and, you know, he was more mobile last year. He has a winning record. His numbers are better than Kenny. Um, I feel bad for Kenny. I don't want to give up on the guy yet. But, yeah, I, I, that would be interesting. I would, ho- I would hope they sign Mason if that happens. Same. And I would think that's a reason to sign Robinson. <laughs> what if the Steelers go out and sign – not sign, but I guess hire Mark Whipple? <laughs> honestly, though, <laughs> honestly, that means they want to be with Kenny. He right? used to be there, yeah. That'd be hilarious. They just rehire Matt Canada. Someone called on the radio the other day and said Mike Malarkey. Like, what? He was the offensive coordinator in 2004. Mike Malarkey or Mike Munchak? No, Mike Malarkey. Yeah, the the dude, I I don't even think he was here for Ben. I think he was his first year. Maybe he was. Then Arians. I could be, I don't even know, but, like, I don't know what people on the radio think. Um, That's why we do a podcast. Uh... So Tomlin's returning next season as the head coach. Uh, there was speculation for a little bit because he walked off the podium, but dude was just pissed off. Uh, he said, you know, I'll definitely be back. Art Rooney said he's going to sign him to an extension. I like Tomlin. I think you keep him here as long as you can. There was times this season where I was ready to be done with him, and I think I said, you know, before I was done with him since we lost to the Browns in 2020. However, really seeing what he can do with teams like this, like this season – I feel like we've complained more about the Steelers than any other season, like, in a long time, to the best of my knowledge. And the fact that we made the playoffs, it just gives me more of an appreciation because there's so many teams out there that are firing coaches every that are firing coaches every two years. And Mike Tomlin is consistent. He is a legend. I'm gonna keep him here as long as we can. And just roll with it, kind of like we're doing with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. Like you just at this point, he's along for the ride. Like that. I mean, TJ eventually, Watt, I want like a Zach Robinson to be like a head coach, somebody like that. You I, know? I, I mean, TJ Watt has said that he only wants to play for Tomlin. Hayward has said similar. Yeah. Stuff. So I, I mean, as long as you have your star guys, I don't think the coach goes anywhere. As much as I, as much as I don't, think, I know we complain about yeah. him, but like, dude, he has never had a losing season. No. Um, the the it, fact how not how well he coached, but how well the Steelers played with Rudolph makes yeah. me reconsider. Maybe Tomlin still has some left in the tank. The old cowboy still has some left in yeah, the tank. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But I I just don't know. I, I don't know. know. I'm the same way. But you know what? I think I think I'm I'm here for it for a little bit longer. I'm okay with it. Making the playoffs made me happy. Um, I lost some money betting on the Steelers to win the Super Bowl, but you know what? The odds were good. So the odds were like bad, but they were good right. profit wise. All right. So I'm sure we'll talk more about this, obviously, in the upcoming months as the draft comes about too, and everything. And but the list of free agents isn't really that big this year. Uh, you have Quan Alexander, Mason Rudolph. Quan Alexander, I'd bring him back in a heartbeat. I would. I feel like he came here and it 
it was like the tail end of his career anyway. But if he has another year, I would definitely take him back. Loved his heart and hustle. That that um, middle so that they middle, got so injured. That middle linebacker crew is that whole room is on my list of guys that over for Miles Jack. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Miles Jack exceeded expectations. All those guys off the bench. Eric Rowe, these guys we signed off the street. Blake Martinez was selling Pokemon cards. I don't think he ever played though after that but one I game. I think he played one game, but still, like they were making big plays, and that is also a testament to the system that Mike Tomlin has. Um, but but still, these guys off the street, if you can plug and play them, think about somebody like a Devin Bush that would reach their potential, like we thought he would, or Shazier if he never got hurt, like. You'd have, like, a Hall of Fame linebacker. You know, Cole Holcomb went down this year. He's a good linebacker, too. Like, you know, sign somebody, maybe draft somebody. But, yeah, you're right about those middle linebackers that are performing there. Uh, All-pro special teamer, Miles Killebrew. After those penalties, I was ready to cut him. Yeah. But then he comes back next game and blocks a punt, and then he trash talks, like, the fans, which I loved. Yeah. I mean... He's the special teams captain, I think, two years in a row now. It probably wouldn't be too much to bring him back. And, you know, he adds depth in the secondary as well. He's a stealer. Bring him back. Let me see what he's making now. Uh, Miles Killebrew. Those are the bigger names. Is Dan Moore a free agent this year? No, Dan Moore. He has one more year. Yeah, but if you cut him, you save a million bucks. I mean, that's nothing. We signed Mason Rudolph. I can't see Miles Killebrew because I'm on the – 2024 roster, so I have no idea what he makes, but it but it can't be a lot. No, I, I don't see him making more than like three million dollars a year. Um, okay, so I mean, obviously that's good. I mean, I think we're 15 million over the cap this year, uh, based on everybody. They said they might restructure Cam's contract. Cam Hayward, there was speculation he may retire. Uh, he came out on his podcast and said he's not going to retire. Should he retire? No, but I think he should take a lesser role on the team. Yeah, I I can't see him playing more than two more years, and that's probably pushing it. He's still playing at high level. He sat for a few years when we drafted him. I think that helped him. Uh, you definitely noticed him in you know stopping the run game these last few weeks of the season. It's not like I love Cam Hayward. Want the guy here, but. I think at this time, he would be happy to restructure his contract in a chance for a Super Bowl, which it feels like we're pretty far off right now. When he's on the field, he's effective. He shuts down the he shuts down the run. I just don't think he has the same longevity as he did a couple of years ago. Um, so I obviously want him back, but um, I want to see you bring somebody in there that can learn from him, yeah. but, but also play when... He needs a breather. I mean, like, DeMarvin Leal, I would have liked him to step up a little bit more. Keanu Benton looks like he's going to be a great defensive tackle. Um, the Casey Hampton. I mean. Yeah. Put him in the Hall of Fame right now. I forgot to say, speaking of Mason Rudolph, Deontay Johnson came out and said he hopes that he wins the job in camp next year. Did he actually say that? Well, he said that he's been playing with him since his rookie year and Mason throws a good ball. But look. Deontay Johnson didn't have a touchdown in a year and a half until I went to the game against the Titans, and I think, you know, Kenny threw it to him, but Mitch sparked the offense. Of course he's going to want him, you know, but the locker room 
might be split on the quarterback position. Kenny didn't speak at all. No, and after the season was done. You're a team captain and you don't speak. Yeah, exactly. And then he said he didn't learn anything on the sideline, which okay, I get the competitor that that, that would say that, yeah, I didn't learn anything. I want to be on the field. But his attitude's a little off. But I might be pretty mad too because I'm not playing. But I maybe not publicly would say anything. Yeah, but how about Najee Harris coming out and saying that the team needs an attitude adjustment? Yeah. Oh well, Najee's always been a vocal leader. He has, but he's not a captain this year because no. because he's vocal. Pretty much. Um, it's gonna be a long off season. I'm excited for the draft. I'm excited for free agency. But you know that that's the season recap. Pretty much. We went ten and seven. I predicted like nine or ten wins. Just you know. On my pen and paper. I have a magazine here. The Pro Football. What is it? The Lindy Sports Pro Football Yearbook. They have the Niners beating the Bills. So they were close. I don't think they had the Steelers making the playoffs in it. However, who do you think? It's it's NFC, AFC Championships this weekend. The Chiefs. I think I'm an idiot for sleeping on them this year. Now that Mahomes is in the playoffs, and Kelsey had two touchdowns in the divisional round, like, I just, I would have to think. I want the Lions to win the Super Bowl. I don't want the Ravens, obviously. I, I, I think it's going to be Niners-Chiefs again. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I want Lions-Chiefs and the Lions to win. Real, that would be the best. Realistically, I think yeah. it's going to be 49ers-Ravens and the 49ers win. I think... <laughs> The Steelers have the Ravens' number. I, I don't understand how Lamar Jackson looks like an MVP against every other team. If the Ravens have Mark Andrews, I would feel more confident. And if, like, J.K. Dobbins gets hurt every year, and then they have, like, I guess Gus Edwards coming to his own. But um, I don't feel as confident about the Ravens winning the AFC Championship game. They're due. They win about every 10 years or something like that. Yeah. 2001, 2013, whatever. But... I kind of want the Chiefs to win another Super Bowl, um, but I want the Lions. The Lions give me major Pittsburgh Pirate 2013 vibes. If if Lamar wins the MVP over McCaffrey or Hill, I'll be upset. Tyreek Hill should probably win MVP based on the numbers he put up this year. Does the NFL split it into AFC NFC? No. I think for defensive rookie of the year in offensive they do, which will probably be C.J. Stroud and uh, hopefully J.P.J. Um. But, I mean, yeah, CMC, he's on another level. Like, these guys are just so fast. You just see them break through this, you know, the the, the line, and it, it's insane. Um, but the Steelers, I'm excited we got Omar Khan. I'm excited. There's things to talk about. I think I'm more optimistic than I was at the beginning of the season. However, I'm still a little bit more confused and kind of like, I, we're probably far off from winning a Super Bowl than we are closer to, but I feel like we're still on the right path without having had to tank. So, I, I'm gonna hold out hope until I see who the new offensive coordinator is and who we sign or draft as the next quarterback. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's the Steelers recap. Let's hit a little bit, just like on other news. Um, we talked about Pitt. There's some breaking news with the Pirates. Yeah. Aroldis Chapman for a year at ten point five million bucks. I mean, is he even good? He used to throw like one hundred three. What's he throw now? I think he's still up in the hundreds. Um, okay. Last year he pitched with the Royals. I don't have his stats. The Rangers. But Royals. 
No, he was in a Rangers uniform on that. No, on that. he played for the Royals last year. Well, when did he play for the Rangers? Maybe he got traded at the that deadline. Did he uh, win the World Series? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, he doesn't. he's not the Eduardo Chapman of, you know, 2013. It's like the Steelers getting, or I'm sorry, the Penguins getting Tom Wilson, I feel like. He's not likable. I mean, the dude headhunted McCutcheon for years. Exactly. Uh, I'm not upset by, by the signing at, by any means because, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's at, one of the best closers of all time. Any good player is good. But, I mean, you bring in a guy that the fans hate. You bring in the guy that the locker room hates. And he has uh, to and, be a teammate with Andrew McCutcheon. Now, how awkward is that? Right. I mean, he was on those Reds teams when it was Amir Garrett and him. Yeah, I... <laughs> The off season continues to surprise me. I guess we're getting a little bit better. Uh, it, it's going to come down to pitching. I think our offense is going to be great if they reach their potential. We have stars on offense, like real stars. Um, and we have decent, you know, guys at at uh, like first. You know, you got Tellez and you got Kutch. He, you know. I just, I, I just don't know. I just really don't know what's gonna happen, like with the Pirates, because all these other teams are so much better. It just seems like on paper, and just statistically, like statistics are a big thing. But I think we're trying to go after that still, like see with that analytics and stuff. Like the game's just changing. So, uh, Ray's the Jolly Roger on Twitter just tweeted out. Do you think that signing Chapman means that Bednar is being traded? Yeah, but, like, is Chapman still a closer? That's my question. Or is he, like, a middle reliever? I mean, I think he's your one-two punch. I mean, if he could be your setup guy and then Bednar. No, I think we would have traded Bednar at the deadline if that were going to happen. Don't we still have two years of control on him? Yeah. Yeah, I think you keep Bednar. Maybe this season they would trade him. um, If and when we tank. But he brings fans to the ballpark, so... You need guys like that. But, yeah, I mean, maybe they're building something, too. Um, Jason Mackey just tweeted out, possible Pirates bullpen, uh, Bednar as your closer, Chapman and Holderman as your uh, setup guys, then Majinski as, like, your high leverage guy, <laughs> and then you still have Berecki, Moretta, Hernandez, and Falter. I okay. mean, that's I, a pretty good Holderman bullpen. is actually – I think he's going to be good this year. Uh, he threw, like, a sick – I think it was a change up on on Insta- Instagram or like a slider. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the what the bullpen can do, but you know it's going to come down to the starters. It really is because if you burn those guys out in the bullpen, it it's not going to matter. No, you know it's like it, that's what I mean. Like that's why we might trade Bednar. Is he even going to get that many opportunities? But it also means though that if you have a strong bullpen, then you can kind of shut down. A lineup later in the game so maybe the Pirates True. only need to score three or four runs and then you can have a you know a five inning bullpen that can come in and shut you down True. We'll see what happens but I was surprised to see that we signed Aroldis Chapman and I was also surprised that when I decided to go to sleep the other night the Penguins also decided to go to sleep in the third period, we were up 2 nothing on Vegas, and I said, oh, we're going to win. It's like 11.30. I'm going to go to sleep. And I woke up in the morning. I said, holy crap, we lost 3-2 to two to the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. We beat them when they were in Pittsburgh. But um, the Penguins just continue to be up and down. Their power play is not scoring. 
Um, they need to go on a run. They're they're playing a lot better. Their 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 wins and losses are both looking better. Um, but they're still out west. They play the Coyotes this week. Uh, so not to interrupt you, but, no, okay. I, but I just saw this on on Twitter. Um, it was reported on Paul Kaharski's website via Zach Piller, okay. who's a former Titans offensive lineman, that Mike Munchak said that if Vrabel had an opening on his coaching staff, he'd be opening to returning. Oh, Munchak wow. also said that he'd consider a handful of other select openings based on head coaches and geography. His daughter must have moved. He moved to Colorado to be with his daughter. Yeah, but I, th- I think she went to college there, right? I don't know what happened, but he wanted to be close to his family. Right. So well, wasn't he the co- wasn't he the coach before Vrabel in Tennessee? No, he was here. Then he went to. But he was uh, a head coach before he was here. Maybe he was. Yeah. And then he was here. Then he went to Denver to coach, and then he retired. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that guy's a Hall of Famer in his own right. Yeah. Um. Well, that's interesting. Vrabel, I mean, he's going to have a good opportunity somewhere. I I think he'd be great in. Uh, the Chargers. I can't believe Belichick had a second interview with the Falcons. I actually thought Vrabel was going to go to the Patriots until I remembered that Gerard Mayo or Jared Mayo. Whatever. I think it's Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was on the staff. I, I forgot about him. I mean, they had that for years in place, I heard. You know, and I like that. I mean, he's a Patriot through and through. And they said, even Tom Brady said when they played, he was, you know, coach of the defense. Um, I'm reading a book called The Dynasty right now about the Patriots dynasty. The writing is phenomenal, and I'm on, like, Chapter 4, and it talks about, like, Robert Kraft and how he bought the team and everything, and, uh, you know, I'm a heartbroken Steelers fan. The Patriots beat us a lot, and I think they cheated a couple times. But Bill Belichick is spoken highly of by Bill Cowher, and I I just think, you know, we, we witnessed history seeing Brady win six Super Bowls there, and it's interesting to read about. So, that's a good book, but... So, I... I keep kind of like going back back to things here, but I'm no, you're good. <clears throat> but I'm scrolling on Twitter. Two things that I just saw: Noah Hiles tweeted that uh, Alex Stumpf, can you leave another outlet tomorrow so that they keep signing people? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Alex Stump. Alex Stump uh, ended DK uh, Sports today. He's he's done. So <laughs> hopefully he gets another opportunity. We're gonna have him on the show soon too. I think. Um, Alex is a friend of the show, so uh, happy for Alex when he got that job a few years ago. I think I was out for my birthday, and we had a beer together, and it was cool, and we were in Southside, and uh, Alex is a is a good guy, so I hope the best for him. He does a great job covering the Pirates, but yeah, all this stuff's happening once he uh, once he leaves. And then talking about some not-so-good people, uh, Jim Rosati from the North Side Notch tweeted out, no, Jim Rosati's a good guy, okay. but <laughs> what, he, what he said... Uh, I hope Ronald Chapman succeeds while he's wearing a pirate jersey, but man, f*** that guy, uh, which I forgot about. He pulled a gun and fired it while arguing with his girlfriend. What? I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh. You hear this stuff about baseball players, and it's like hidden, and nobody cares. It's, yeah, like... It seems like nobody cares. I care. That's, like, what the heck? You know, like, like, like they say football has, like, a... Like a arrest problem? I guess because it's so popular. Yeah, but what about the MLB? I mean, these My dudes are gosh. And maybe it's more hidden because it's because it's more global. 
So they like travel, so, so like much, guys yeah. are getting in trouble when you know the Dominican and in Japan and in, in Korea and in Mexico, wherever they are, you know, are actually from. Um, where I think maybe some more of the NFL stuff happens on on American soil, uh, so it's like news, but maybe other places do a better job. Maybe. Of it. I, I, I I'm not hiding it, but like you don't have like an MLB reporter on the ground in like yeah San Juan, you know, like. This season's definitely going to be entertaining, but... All right, well, I'm not going to talk too much more because this was just supposed to be a Steelers recap, but I did want to hit on a couple news and notes, so... But, Zach, we're happy that the baby's here and that you're back. Thank you. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, we are sponsored by Last Place Locker Room on eBay. Look for New Jersey sports cards every week, and uh, take care. Adios.